Long-suffering listeners of this show know that I love uh, dams and tall buildings. Now, in Chicago, it used to be called the Sears Tower. It's now a Willis Tower. 110 stories, 442 metres high. It was opened in 1973. It was the world's tallest building. It held that title for 25 years. Now it's only the 23rd tallest building in the world. That's just an example of the proliferation of skyscrapers we've had in the world especially in Asia and the Middle East. One man who's recently been in Chicago, and apologies for the long-winded intro, Richard McIntyre, Dairy Chair for Federated Farmers. But you were in Chicago, the Windy City, um, which is apt considering you're from Manawa too, uh, for the International Dairy Federation Conference. Did you get to the top of, what well, is it called now, Willis Tower? No, I didn't, unfortunately, Jamie. There wasn't a huge amount of time to do touristy things, although I did manage to... Um, find the time to go to an NFL game while I was there. Oh, lucky you. Who did you, Who was that? The Chicago Bears, is it? Yeah, the Chicago Bears versus the Minnesota Vikings. It was it was awesome. That's sort of a, a local derby. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was it was um it was awesome seeing um I guess American sport at its best. Um and they did the tailgating and all that sort of stuff that you you expect so it was an awesome thing to experience. Yeah, they do sport uh, brilliantly well. Uh, don't they? The Windy City, Chicago, Manawatu's a windy province. That's why you've got all the turbines up there on the hill. Uh, did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy the conference? Oh, look, it was it was an awesome conference. I um, learned so much about um, you know, dairying throughout the world. And then towards the end of it, we even got to um, travel around Wisconsin and visit some dairy farms and some processes. Um, so we got out of the city and, and got to see um, rural America, which was awesome. How are American dairy farmers faring? by comparison to us? Look, they're, they're, they're dealing with the same challenges that we are. You know, the, the whole profitability side of things in terms of their costs being higher than their than their, than their returns at this point is a real concern for them. They're dealing with the, the, the environmental challenges that we are, but they're dealing with them, you know, quite differently to us. You know, the, the idea is that their government is is putting a huge amount of effort into trying to enable um, positive environmental change. Um, you know, whereas we seem to be a little bit more inclined to, um, I guess, restrict what farmers can do here in New Zealand. Um, one of the most interesting things, though, was you know, when I, whenever I think of American dairy farms, I think of these huge sort of three, four, five thousand cow, um, you know, totally housed systems, but. So many dairy, so many dairy farms in the states are actually small, sort of 80, 100, 150 cow farms, and you know the number of farmers that I talked to that you know introduced themselves as being sort of six, seven, eight generation farmers that have been farming, or their families have been farming that land for all of that time, and they're really starting to struggle, um, you know, from you know, in terms of not being an economic unit anymore. But there's this absolute passion to um, to stay on the land and stay dairy farming, so you can sort of you can understand why they have this level of protectionism, um, you know, yeah, within their market. What are they doing, if anything, about uh, emissions pricing? Are they facing a methane tax like we are? No, no, to be honest, I think, you know, internationally, that, um, everyone felt we were a little bit crazy, to be honest, in terms of potentially going down that, that route. Um, no, they're very much more um, more trying to enable the use of of um of climate-friendly um, technology, you know, biodigesters, all of that sort of stuff, and and help to support um, support their farmers to 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 basically taking on more more climate-friendly management techniques and, and technologies in that respect, rather than than an outright tax. You're back home from the windy city. You're in the windy province, Manawatu. How's the season going? 
Yeah, it's going, going, going really well, actually. We had a, quite a mild winter, and um, we've had a great spring so far. So we're actually up for production, and we've got all our crops in now and made some silage already. So, um, yeah, we'll have to go away a bit more often, uh, to be honest, given how the farmers run while we've been away. Well, four bounces or bumps in a row on the GDT fortnightly auction, and I see the futures markets tipping $8, which is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, look at it. It's certainly, you know, it's a lot more positive than, than when we talked a couple of months ago after we'd had those uh, those couple of drops. Um, so really, really, really good. Um, you know, at the same time, we've got a lot of the season to go still. There's a lot of milk to be sold as well. Um, and in the current milk price that we've got is still below milk break-even milk price for a lot of um, a lot of dairy farmers. So hopefully the recovery continues and we get to a good space by the end of the season. And I'm sticking with the Manawatu. Arguably, he's Manawatu's most famous farming son at the moment, Andrew Hoggard, former president of Federated Farmers, politician-elect, of course, with the incoming National Act, maybe New Zealand First Government. Now, he had a long association, or an association, should I say, with the International Dairy Federation, and he's a bit of a pop star. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. Andrew um, Andrew came on as when he was dairy chair um, onto IDF, and he worked his way up to the to the board of IDF. And it was really cool from my point of view. I, you know, everyone knew that I'd sort of replaced Andrew, um, you know, from a Fed's point of view. And they all came up and wanted to see, wanted to hear what he was doing. It was really cool to to see the level of um, of esteem with which they held him. You know, just the same way that we we do within Feds in New Zealand. But also, they were just amazed by the fact that um, that had made it into Parliament. Um, you know, from from their point of view, you know, especially you know coming from countries where where dairy or farming is is a small you know small contributor to the economy, the idea of having a farmer within Parliament was just amazing to them. And and so when I told them that we actually had five that had made it in um, during the election process, they they were absolutely amazed and were just absolutely delighted for, for Andrew and the other farmers that were in Parliament in New Zealand. Nice piece. All right, there you go. Richard McIntyre, Dairy Chair of Federated Farmers, thanks for your time. Not a problem, Jamie.